Welcome, everybody, back to Fired Up Sports. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are the best part of March is about to begin. We'll be talking everything related to the upcoming March Madness tournament, from players and teams to watch to first-round matchups and more. Let the madness begin. With that, I give you our chief of our fire brigade, Rob Cowell. I got to agree with it being the best part of March, but also to me, this is the best part of sports. This is my favorite time of year. This to me is better than the Super Bowl. It's better than college football. It, it's awesome, baby. Anyway, hey, before we get started in our talks about NCAA basketball, we wanted to give a shout out to Drew Brees this week. He uh, announced his retirement. Um, fellas, you got some just real quick thoughts on, on uh, Drew Brees? Oh, it's going to go down as an all-time great. One of the one of the best to ever play the position, and I'm going to be happy to see him continue on uh, NBC or CBS. He NBC, I with. think. Oh, NBC, good, good. I hadn't heard that. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. A, I think it was a good move for him. I mean, he's had a phenomenal career, but you could tell with the injuries they were starting to nag, and his, you know, I think his skills had dropped off maybe a, a touch. Uh, for a kid, they said that was too short. You know, yep. coming out of the Big Ten, man, he's he's just been. Just been phenomenal. It really changed the position for guys like Russell Wilson. It made it possible for them to come out and do it. Absolutely. Yeah, or even somebody like Kyler Murray who's sitting yeah. at 5'10". It really gave him a chance and uh, reformed it for the quarterbacks. Yep. Yeah. No, it's uh, he's going down as a uh, first-round ballot Hall of Famer. No, Absolutely. No, uh, no questions there. <clears throat> Absolutely. All right. It's March Madness time, folks. <laughs> Um, what we're going to do now is we're going to go over the, the four play-in games. Um, we each took a game that we're going to kind of highlight and, and pick a winner. We'll start out with the professor, Colton Cal. Yeah, so I got the perennial number 16 Texas Southern versus number 16 Mount St. Mary's. That game is tomorrow, as Dad said. It is the first of the first four. It is at 5.10 p.m., so you don't want to miss it, folks. Get home from work early. Yeah, so, uh, you know. A little bit about these teams, uh, Texas Southern, you know, when you start March Madness, you start hearing these little small schools and you start wondering where in the world are these places right. even located? Are these even in the United States? <laughs> and, uh, you know, for Texas Southern, they are located in Houston, Texas. So, you know, pretty right. popular city. People know where that's at. Right. Uh, but a little bit about the actual basketball team. They are 16 and 8, 10 and 3 in their conference. They finished third in the regular season in the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Uh, they're scoring at a clip of about 75 points per game and uh, giving up about 70 points per game. So, you know, they're got to, got to, you know, they can light up the scoreboard. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I think the thing that stands out to me is that they average almost 42 rebounds per game. That's good for fifth in the NC, not just in the con in their conference, fifth in the whole NCAA. So wow. they're a pretty good rebounding team, you know, especially on the offensive glass. So, uh, I, I like them to, you know, they, they shoot the ball really well. And if they don't make it, they're good at getting the rebound and getting some easy looks that way. Um, kind of a big player in, in for Texas Southern is uh, Michael Weathers, a senior guard uh, for them. Actually a former Miami Red Hawk mm -hmm. um, hey. and yep. a and Mac, former Mac freshman of the year. Right. Um, and he's averaging 16 and a half points per game, 5.2 rebounds and 2.2 steals per game. So he's kind of the the workhorse for them. So, you know, I, I like them to, yeah, get, get a lot of points in this one and, uh, you know, come, come up with the, with the win, but, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, Mount St. Mary's located in Emmitsburg, Maryland. People are probably wondering where, where, where is that at? Well, it's about an hour Northwest of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So, 
It's uh, almost about the uh, Maryland-Pennsylvania uh, border there on the north I've side. Actually, I've actually been to Emmitsburg. It's where the uh, the uh, um, fire department, they have their uh, international, uh, the fire chief's convention out there in Emmitsburg, and they do a lot of training out there for firefighters. I think we know who Rob's picking that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mount St. Mary's coming into the contest at 12 and 10, okay. uh, 9 and 7, finished third in, their, in the Northeast Conference. So... Mount St. Mary's doesn't doesn't score the ball very well, but they don't give up a lot of points. They're averaging almost 64 points per game, uh, giving up only about 62 points per game. So they're going to want to try to keep this game low scoring to really have a chance. Um, obviously, Texas Southern wants it to be a, a, a back-and-forth match for them. But uh, Mount St. Mary's is averaging about four blocks a game, good for about uh, for 56th in the uh, NCAA. So they're in the top half of you know when it comes to blocks. Um, and they do really defend the three-point line pretty well. So, you know, I, I find this game to be pretty interesting, but I, I just think that Texas Southern just has too much offense. Um, and, you know, that that uh, Michael Weathers for Texas Southern, I think is just the difference maker for for them. I don't think Mount St. Mary's has the same answer, answer for him. So I'm taking the Tigers out of Houston, Texas, Texas Southern. <clears throat> All right, very good. Good rundown. Matt, you got the uh, next one. You got Michigan State playing game. Why don't you give us – your rundown on that yeah it's definitely a game that requires no introduction to big time teams that we're used to seeing a little higher up in the, in the yeah. bracket here yeah, but, yeah. But michigan state playing uh, ucla michigan state comes in at 15 and 12 on the season which was good for number eight in the big 10 ucla is coming in at 17 and 9 which is number four in the pac 12 um, michigan state's averaging 69 points a game to ucla 73 points per game uh, michigan state's shooting the ball at 42 percent ucla shooting at 46 percent Michigan State shooting a three-pointer at 32%, UCLA at 37%. You look at those numbers, you kind of think this is going to go UCLA's way, but, man, Michigan State's just playing hot basketball right now, and they're, they're, they had some wins over some really big teams well, recently. Well, let's face it, they're playing the toughest conference yeah, in the absolutely. country, too. And they got one of the best at the helm in uh, Tom Izzo. Yeah, when it comes March, it's Tom Izzo's Tom time. Tom Izzo's exactly. time, absolutely. So, so to me, you put that experience in their recent wins over Illinois, Ohio State, and Michigan, all yeah. three one or two seeds. Yeah. I, I think you got to take Michigan State here. Yeah. I, I agree with that pick. But I like what they did with Michigan State. You know, we talked about them last week, how yeah, they had beaten some big teams, but they still had a losing record in the in the Big Ten Conference. So I like what they did by making them play yeah, their way in. I, I, yeah, I think so too. But I agree with Matt. I, I think they're going to be too physical for UCLA, and I think they're going to get the win. Yeah, no, just a little bit quick tidbit. I think uh, the difference maker has to be um, the uh, guard for Michigan State, uh, almost kind of guard forward for Michigan State, uh, Aaron Henry. Uh, he's got to be the, the workhorse for them. Um, and, and Rocket Watts also has to be another uh, go-getter uh, for Michigan State. They're, Michigan State is 7-0 and when Rocket Watts scores in double figures this year. So, uh -huh. you know, if he can get some get some buckets, get some points, you know, then they have a, a real good shot at, at taking out UCLA. All right. Yeah, I'll be taking the uh, third game of the night, kind of smaller schools. I got Appalachian State, Norfolk State. Uh, this game will be played at 8.40 p.m. Essentially, these two teams are basically uh, playing to get obliterated by number one, Gonzaga. <laughs> Uh, Appalachian State actually has four guys with over 10 points of scoring uh, per game. They shoot mostly inside shots, only about a 32% from a three-point range. Uh, points per game, they're averaging 70.9, so they're still getting up there and stuff. I think they're ranked 190th out of, like, all the field. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, – and then uh, for Norfolk State, they're shooting a little bit better at uh, the, from the three-point. I think they're 37%. 
they only have two points or two players that are in the double digits a game or whatever but uh they're almost identical in stats as far as rebounding and assists go i think uh they're both within 0.2% or 0.2 uh assist and rebounds per game but uh right now vegas has a appalachian state favored by 3 to win and i got to go along with it too i'm going to go with appalachian state well, you know I can't root for Appalachian State. I was going to say, they got, they got a special place in my heart. Yeah, so. yeah. They got a special place on a list for me, too, but it's not in my heart. Yeah, yeah, no, I think uh, the difference in this game is the three-point line. Uh, Appalachian State is 7-0 and in their last 15 games when they make 10 or more three-pointers and 1-7 and when they don't. So, you know, the difference well, for me, if, live and die by if, the three, if they yeah. are making threes, this could be a long night for Norfolk State. But yeah. Norfolk State at the same time is defending the three ball pretty well. Uh, I, I like the Spartans to, to get okay. it done. Not All the right. Michigan State Spartans, but no. the yeah. Norfolk State Spartans to yeah. get it done. All right. Well, I got the last play-in game. It's uh, Drake University out of Des Moines, Iowa, prof, uh, private school out in Iowa against uh, Wichita State. Uh, two teams, you know, that they actually used to be in the same conference. They both used to play in the Missouri Valley Conference. Um, but now they're in different conferences. So they're, they're, they were longtime rivals when they were in the same conference. Drake uh, finished the season 25-4, and four, Wichita 16-5. and five. But uh, Wichita started out the season um, by getting rid of their head coach. Yep. They bought out yep. his contract at the beginning of the season, and seven of their players transferred right off the bat. Yep. So you look at those two things, it's like no way this team gets in the tournament. But they finished up by winning seven of their last um, – eight games and the, their loss was to Cincinnati and the American athletic conference lost by one point to yeah. Cincinnati, their teams, uh, the team rallied around their interim coach at that time, Isaac Brown. And he sent some, since then they, uh, they've named him the permanent head coach and they wound up winning the AAC regular season. They got a real strong backcourt, um, in sophomore Tyson ETN. He was AAC co-player of the year and they got a senior guard transfer from UConn. Al Tariq Gilbert, that uh, just a real solid backcourt with that Wichita State team. Drake, on the other hand, went the opposite way. They started out the season on the 18-0 run mm -hmm. and then limped their way in. Yeah. Um, they uh, they only won four of their last seven games, uh, and they got bit by the injury bug late in February. It's I think, and that's going to be the difference. They lost senior forward Sha Shaquan Humpfield. Uh, he was averaging 14 points and six rebounds a game. And a junior guard, Rob Roman Penn, eleven points, five and a half assists. They lost them, and you know, there's a. They said there's an outside chance that uh, their forward Hempfield Hempfield could play. Um, Hempfield could play, but I just don't. Um, I don't see even if he does play, he's not going to be a hundred percent. So I got to take Wichita State in this. Um, you know, another thing on Drake, they lost to Loyola of Chicago. Um, that's also in the tournament in the Miami Valley Conference Championship game. But the way they lost, they let them shoot 59% from the field, 58% from the three-point line. Wow. You're not you're, you're not, not going to win games no. giving up 58% from the three-point line. So no, no. I just I, I just got to take Wichita, Wichita State in this this battle of two uh, Midwestern schools. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, you hit the nail right on the head there. I think also Wichita State wants to kind of slow the tempo down. You know, mm -hmm. they want to make every possession count. And yeah. they uh, only turn the ball over on their possessions about 16% of the time. So, you know, not a very high percentage there, about uh, 27th in the NCAA. So they're in the, you know, top quadrant there when it comes to, you know, turning the ball over on offense. So 
they're going to want to keep this game pretty low scoring, uh, make every possession count. But yeah, I'm taking the the wheat shockers, maybe yeah, the wheat, to, shocker, the wheat shockers to win this one. Yeah, there's something to be said. I know a lot of their players have transferred and moved out, but there's still something to be said about a university that's been there a lot recently. I, I think right. they're just they're going to be more comfortable being in it, and I, I think that's they've been to too. the big show before. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I couldn't All agree right. more. I watched them against Cincinnati. You know, it was heck of a game till the finish. They really showed that they battled back in that one. So game. I got to go with them too. All right, we're going to move on now to kind of our overall feel of the brackets. Um, not really going into detail on each team, but we're going to give you like our biggest snub, like a team that got that got uh, that didn't get an invite to the dance. Um, our uh, a team that we thought was seated too high, and a team that maybe is seated too low in the tournament. Um, Matt, let's start out with you. Give give me your give me your snub team. Yeah, I think overall the committee did a pretty good job on this bracket. Uh, I mean, there there are five teams that they talk about as being the biggest snubs. With me being uh, Louisville was being the biggest one, uh, but I mean, really, if you look at their overall record and what they did this year, they really didn't do that much more than to be uh, really considered to be in this thing. So I, I really don't think that there was that much of a snub going on here. The next other four that they talked about a lot was St. Louis, Colorado State, Old Miss, and Duke. And none of them really have a great case for being in. So. No, I, I agree. But Louisville is my biggest snub, and mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Um, 13 and seven overall, eight and five in the conference, but they were nine and two at home and four and four on the road with one loss at a neutral site. But a team that finished worse than them in the ACC, Syracuse, yep. got in. Yeah. They finished nine and seven, 16 and nine overall. And they were 13 and one at home, but they, they went two and seven on the road. Mm. If they leave New York, they can't play basketball. Right? <laughs> well, so, and they're going to have to. And they're going to have to because everything's in Indiana. So, yeah. 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 I think with, with Georgetown win it, you know, that bump, I think if Georgetown hadn't have won and got that automatic bid, I think Louisville would have been the next team in. Yep. But that, that, that was my biggest snub. Well, they're, yeah. they're, they are technically the first replacement in case. Uh, the uh, two teams that have COVID issues right now in Virginia and Kansas can't get can't in. Play. So yeah. Louisville would be in then. Yeah, no, I, I have to agree with the rest of the panel. I got Louisville as my top snub. Um, I think th the problem I think here, guys, is, you know, we run into the COVID issues. They only played 20 games. Right, I they, know. You know, I think this is the first team you see that that COVID bug or, you know, maybe not even COVID bug within their program, but just, you know, the other schools Affected they were the teams expected to play, yeah. you know, they just didn't play enough games. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, that loss to Duke in the ACC tournament there kind of hurt them. I mean, yeah. it's kind of unfortunate because they, they lose that game and then Duke can't play the next right. their next yeah. game because of yeah. COVID issues within their own program. So, right. Well, they beat Duke two out of three times. Yeah. Right, right. And uh, they beat a, a Virginia Tech team that's on the 10 line, and they beat Georgia Tech that's on the 9 line. Yeah, so, I, I think, uh, yeah, just the difference maker there, you know, when we're looking at these, you know, the NCAA committee is looking at these quad, you know, quad wins. Right. When you look at Louisville, quad one wins, which are, you know, the teams that are in, you know, the top or at the top, they're one, one and six. Uh, obviously, yeah. after that, they have, you know, very good record against Q2 and, you know, they don't have very good, you know, bad losses against Q3 and Q4 teams, but they just didn't have enough quality Q1 wins and, Honestly, just didn't play enough games. I think so they, they were one and six. I believe Syracuse was actually one and seven. Yeah, so yeah, they, they did no better. Right, it was a, it was uh, a yeah. tough call. And again, like we said in an ACC conference, that all four of us thought underperformed this year. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit real quick about this. What we're mean when we say quad one okay. games. Um, it quad one games are wins at home against a team in the top thirty or a win at a neutral site against a top 50 team 
or a win on the road against a top 75 team. Those are quad, those are considered quad one wins. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're your hardest games on your schedule, yeah. basically. So they're, they're comparing you to how, how you did against teams that you should have done. Brayden, I know all three of us agree, agreed on Louisville's the biggest snub. Brayden, what you got is your biggest snub. Yeah, I'm going to have to go against the grain here. A smaller school, Belmont. Ohio mm-hmm. Valley regular season champs, overall record of 26-4. and four. They actually had a 21-game winning streak before they ended up losing two of their final five. And also, they were ranked fourth in assists per game in the entire country, 16 in overall points per game in the nation. And they only lost to Moorhead State in the Ohio Valley Finals. I think if you're ranked that high, if you're top 20 in any of those stats for a small school like that, I don't get how you how you don't make it over some, but over these uh, smaller teams like Iona, Drexel, mm-hmm. like these smaller schools. If you're ranked that high in like just I, basic stats, yeah. I, I you you brought up a good point, Braden. You know Belmont's a team. If you follow the NCAA, they're in there almost yeah, they're, every they're year. They're usually representing that. Yeah. Conference they get that automatic bid year. by winning their conference. I, I'm yeah. surprised they didn't didn't get a bid as well. Right. All right, uh, Colt. Why don't you start us out with your team that you thought was ranked too low they should have been a higher seed yeah i'm gonna go here sticking the acc and i'm going to go with georgia tech uh they're they're at a nine seed uh finished 17 and 8 11 and 6 in the acc and and won the acc tournament Mm -hmm. beat some good teams you know to get there yes they did and you know uh, yeah to me you know they and they won they've won nine games in a row you know they haven't lost since like valentine's day so Uh, you know the love is in love is not in the air for Georgia Tech because they didn't uh, they didn't give them any slack and you know they win the ACC and then their consolation prize they have to go up against a red hot you know Loyola Chicago team who mm-hmm. everybody you know they had that miracle run back in 2018 where they made it all the way to the Final Four and uh, you know from all the analysts and things that I'm reading they're claiming this team is even better yeah. so you know I, I just don't understand you know how Georgia Tech uh, you know gets seated so low. After they, you know, I, I get it. The ACC was down, but you still can't take away. You know, they've won nine, you know, nine games in a row and, and made it through the ACC tournament and then took took home the crown. So I thought they should have been seated a little bit higher. All right, Braden, why don't you tell us who you thought should have been seated higher? Uh, seated higher. I actually had Arkansas. I mean, they are a three seed, which is high, but I honestly thought they could have uh, been in there with the two. I mean, when you're beating somebody like Alabama, and they also have plenty of other quality wins, and you're making it towards the end of the finals for uh, the SEC tournament, I just don't get how that's not a two seed over maybe a Houston who's playing in a worse conference, and they're they're not as tested as Arkansas has been. And they've I was surprised that Houston getting it too. I really was. Yeah. yeah, Matt, what you got for us? Yeah, I, I'm gonna stick with a little Big Ten love here. I, th- I think Wisconsin was a little underrated. I, I came in at a number nine. I think they probably could have been a seven, maybe a. Seven or eight. I know that makes no real difference being yeah. an eight or yeah. a nine, but right. I still think just with the fact that they played so well in the Big Ten this year against you know the, the arguably the toughest conference in the country, no kidding. And they, oh, yeah. they gave you know they, those top four teams in the Big Ten. They gave them fits all season long. I think they could have been a little higher. All right. Well, mine. I'm gonna throw Missouri at you. Okay. Missouri got got a nine. They got seven quad one wins. They beat Illinois. <laughs> they yeah. beat Alabama. Mm, yeah. I mean. To me, that those those two wins right there should have. I think they should have been a probably. A yeah, six. beating Illinois alone is yeah, something that all, not think, a lot of teams you can know, say. Seven quad one wins. I mean, come on. I you know in in a in a in a conference that there's some good teams coming out of the conference. So I guess I think Missouri should have been like a six or a seven. Okay. To me, 
Um, let's go, let's go, let's go in reverse here now. Um, Braden, why don't you tell me who a team that you thought was seated too high that should have been bumped down the line a little bit? Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Tennessee here. Only one true quality win throughout the year, and I was Kansas, and it was in the towards the middle of the pack. But I mean, if you look at the end of the year, they're not peaking where you want to be. And I just don't think they've really done enough to have that five seed because obviously that's a lot better than what I think they should have been. I think they should have been like an eight or a nine seed. Yeah. I, they didn't even play in the – they didn't even make it to the final in their SEC no. championship. And the SEC so, is so right. much worse yeah, this year than past. the SEC is not good this year. So it's uh, – yeah, I, I think maybe yeah, you could be right. Tennessee at five, yeah. maybe a little bit too high. Mm -hmm. yep. All right, Matt, give us your team that you thought was – got more love than they should have got yeah i'm gonna stick with the obvious here i'm gonna go with houston I, I know they won a whole lot of games but they played a whole lot of nobody <laughs> yeah so i just I, I don't think they really deserved that two spot i think in their region west virginia could they could have flip flop there and west virginia could have been up there too I, I know they weren't the greatest either but yeah. I, I think that could have flip flopped there even some other teams could have slotted in there all right colton what you got for us well i'm gonna have to disagree with you man because uh i actually have west virginia i think they have them too high okay. they, they they come into this you know tournament losing three of their last four they did kind of limp and, in. and two of those losses were to oklahoma state so i thought maybe oklahoma state should have been in that three yeah, line they, they made it all the way to the conference championship and took texas to the wire you know to almost win it I thought they maybe could have possibly swapped, you know, spots. West Virginia at the four line, you know, Oklahoma State. If on you the do three. look at West Virginia, though, they have played Gonzaga, the number one seed, the number one overall, the closest of any other team in the whole <laughs> college right. basketball. Right. Yeah. I mean, West Virginia is always one of those teams that you know you expect great things from, and you know you watch them play, and they and they play good at times, and then. Yeah. It seems like when it comes tournament time, they they just fall apart. They falter. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going out west for my team that I thought was ranked too high, and that's San Diego State. Okay. All right. Okay. They're 22 and four. Okay. Not bad. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> but who'd they play? No yeah. one. Yeah. Out there um, in the Mountain West. They've, they've only played one ranked team all season, <laughs> and they lost. <laughs> they played BYU, who was ranked 23rd at the time, and got beat. And BYU um, sitting there at a sixth yeah, seed. Yeah, and, BYU, and they're, at the, they're on the same line, same as, line. As, as BYU. BYU. And, um, you know, and they're playing, you know, they're playing in the Mountain West. There's only one other team in the comp, in the tournament from the Mountain West. However, our buddy from Minnesota, Richard Patino, he's going to the Mountain West. All right. All right. New Mexico, he's taking over a team that, there went, you go. that went six and 16, <laughs> finished, dead, finished dead last, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, which, which is strange to see because New Mexico, you know, the last couple decent. years, yeah, they've been, they've has been decent. The, so, the, you know, hopefully he can get things turned around. Right, Obviously, right. Could, we'll couldn't get the job done in Minnesota, but, right. uh, you know, yeah. hopefully goes out but west. Yeah, I think, I think San Diego State's just – I think they should have probably easily been dropped to a nine, maybe even a ten, ten seed. Um, so yeah, I just, I, and I don't, they got one quad one win. And like I said, they only played one ranked team and yeah. lost. Right. So that's what, now let's, we're going to stick with our bracket picks here a little bit. Now we're going to, we're going to throw something extra at you. We're going to each going to pick a, who we think has the possibility of being a Cinderella team. And for us, a Cinderella team to us means you got at least got to make it to the round of 16. You got to at least win two games. You got to get out of the first round and get out of the second round. I think to get to be considered a true Cinderella, not one upset. I don't think qualifies you. And and I'll and I'll start to I'll start the round of discussion with a team we've already talked about a little bit, Loyola Chicago. Um, All right. I don't know if you can really underrate this team. You know, they went to the Final Four in 2018. Um, yeah. 
and they have three kids still on that team that are seniors from that team in 2018. So they got leadership. Uh, they got conference experience. You know, they've shown they can win big games. Uh, their coach, he says this is a better team than they were three years ago. Yeah. So, and you can't forget, they got Sister Jean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's had her COVID shots, and she's going to be in the audience. Yeah, right. So, I mean, the good, how, luck, the good luck charm. Yeah. Right. You got, you got. I so I got to give, I got to give Loyola Chicago my best, my best chance of a of a lower seeded team getting to the sixteen Sweet Sixteen and maybe beyond. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. And then uh, for me, I'm going to go a different way. Utah State. They mm. have a man by the name of Nemus Keta. He's the center there, seven foot tall. Woo. He's averaging three point two blocks per game, ten rebounds, and fifteen point one points per game. And he's also leading his team in points per game. And the other stats, too, obviously. But <laughs> this man, he is huge. And if you watch him play, he is so dominant in the paint. And you're going to be going against a Texas. Against what teams, though? They'll be, they'll be playing Texas Tech to start out with. And they don't have a solid – They're not their big guy is not their, sol, or not their uh, high spot for them. And then second round, they would have a little bit of a tougher spot. They, have, they would have to play Arkansas, which, I mean, Arkansas did end up uh, losing – or they uh, won or whatever. But I don't know. I think, if anything, they have a chance at it. Yeah, yeah. No, it could be could be interesting. That's I a think, good pick. Uh, you know, I mean, they you, could ride the back of that big guy. And yeah, he might be able to carry I mean, him. We, we saw what uh, you know Taco Fall did for or, UCF a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah. I mean, look at a center right now, Kofi Coburn from yeah. uh, Illinois. That's right. a completely different man. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's a man. He, among and he's got boys. a lot of talent uh, around yeah. him too. Yeah, that yeah. is a man among boys. Oh, so just a beast. Yeah, he's a dominant center right now. Can't can't throw it out there. You got to got to feed the big man. But yes, sir. For me, I'm going to stick, uh, like Dad said, with the number eight seed, but I'm not going Loyola. I'm going LSU. Oh. I'm saying, you know, they're going to have a potential, you know, second-round game. You know, if they can get past their first game, you know, they play uh, they play St. Bonaventure, which won't be, you know, an easy task, but I think if they can get the past St. Bonaventure, and they're more than likely going to have, you know, a matchup against, you know, number one seeded Michigan. LSU for me, they score. They can score. Yeah. The LSU ball. scares me, and they me. Um, shoot from the strike. Really and with the uncertainty of you know livers for for Michigan, I just don't know that production that they're losing. If he if he can't even if he can play and he's not at one hundred percent, that that's just a big factor for me. And yeah, like I said, LSU can score the ball. I mean, they took Alabama to the. I mean, yeah, to, to the, the brink of yeah, you know well, they, they were, were they were a millimeter away from winning, winning that, that SEC championship SEC, game yeah, and uh, you know they they've played pretty tough and they got a real stout freshman in Cameron Thomas. I think LSU could be a, a, a potential Sweet Sixteen, even yeah. knocking off a one seed to get there. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that pick, Matt. What you got for us? Right. Your Cinderella pick. Well, I got trouble calling this team an actual Cinderella, but. Sticking in the Big Ten with my uh, Michigan State Spartans here. Here's right. my Tom Izzo. You know, those guys are, re- are going to be ready to play in March Madness. And that, it really sets up kind of nicely for them that they get past UCLA for the play-in game. Got BYU as a six, who mm-hmm. isn't a super strong six. Then they play Texas, who always seems to fail to deliver come tournament time. So, I mean, it, it's kind of set up for a run that Michigan State could take, especially with, the you know, having two great players like uh, Aaron Henry and uh, Joshua Langford. And then the great coach of Tom Izzo, yeah. I, I think they could really make a run. Yeah, I just don't know if they could hang with Texas right now. They're having one of their best seasons in a yeah. while, and I just don't – I don't know. It's, it, yeah, it's hard calling a Michigan State I mean, they, team a they center, got, they potential got, Cinderella. Right. 
but I, I think you're right. I mean, yeah. uh, Tom Izzo, though, you can't you can't bet against him in the tournament. That, that'll be a great second round matchup. You got Shaka Smart, who used to be, you know, at BCU, used to be that Cinderella yep, every, yeah, year. every year, um, and now, you know, like you said, it's it's strange to be calling Michigan State, you know, potential <laughs> Cinderella, but Tom Izzo always finds a way to get his team to the Final Four somehow, no matter how good, bad, you know, whatever. Michigan State finds a way to to make a run, so yeah, you know that that might not be a bad pick. Heck, three weeks ago we were talking they weren't even going to be in the tournament. So <laughs> right, yeah, I, I think they do fit the fit the Cinderella mold. I think you're right. I think. All right. Well, now we want to talk a little bit, still a little bit more about the bracketing, but maybe a different route to look at it here. Um, we're going to take give us your thoughts, um, Colton. We'll start with you on what number one seed has the easiest route, potential easiest route to the Final Four. Yeah, uh, just a little bit of, you know, kind of history or, you know, some uh, tips for filling out your bracket here. You know, at least one number one seed has made it to the final four in eight straight tournaments, 12 of the last 13. So you got to at least have one probably number one seed in in your tournament. I'm not saying that this year couldn't be, you know, uh, the craziest madness we've ever seen, but uh, I'd say that's that's almost a lock to have at least one one seed in there in the final four. And uh to have multiple number one seeds make it to the final four has only happened three times in Jesus. 10 years. So, you know, maybe stick with one, one seed. And after that, you, you don't. Yeah. It's a toss up. Um, and then there's only been one time that three number one seeds have made it to the final four. And that was in 2015. And that's, that's the only time that's occur- occurred since 2000. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's you're, you're, you know, one is good Two, you're kind of pushing it. Three, you're yeah, almost, you know, you're, you're in no way. It's so just, and that's what makes March Madness great. Right. I mean, you're playing for one game. There's no tomorrow. Right. It makes right. it impossible to pick two on your brackets. <laughs> but uh, to answer Dad's question, for me, the easiest path, and I almost, when, you know, initially watching, you know, kind of the selection so, show on Sunday, I thought Gonzaga being the number one overall seed, I thought their bracket was the hardest. But then after looking at some of the matchups and looking at some of the teams that were in their bracket, I decided to flip flop, and I think they actually have the easiest path to the to the final okay. four. And all here's right. here's why: they've already beaten all the top seeds, yeah. number two Iowa, number three Kansas, and number four Virginia mm. already this year. So they've already beat the top teams. Not to say, you know, like I said, it, they all play, they played those teams in November, so it's been a long time. But and those teams have changed. Gonzaga's changed. So it'll be interesting to see if they, you know, play those teams again. But though is, is having played them kind of a detriment, though. Yeah, because they got a scouting report. Yeah, on right? Exactly. Could, could, could be. Could be. Yeah. And uh, for me, I think I think the big thing though is that the other teams in their bracket, the only teams that actually won their conference tournament are number fifteen Grand Canyon, <laughs> number fourteen Eastern Washington, number thirteen Ohio, number twelve UC Santa Barbara. And potentially number sixteen Norfolk State or sixteen Appalachian yeah. State. Yeah, None of those top team, other top teams, even made it to the conference final. Wow! So that's, for me, so maybe they Kansas games. Kansas yeah. couldn't go though. And then you also have Iowa, who's playing in the best league in in college basketball right now. Uh, right. Just saying. Then you know, for me, I think also this region could be the region of the most chaos. Yeah. So it could create, you know, an easy path for them to get to the right. final four. You get, you get they've a been, top-ranked team that gets bumped off early. It's right. going to throw that whole bracket right. into chaos. And, you know, Gonzaga has been pretty steady. Yeah, granted, they don't play in a great conference, no. but they've been a solid rock throughout the season. And if they have to go up against, you know, some of these 
smaller Cinderella schools, I like them, you yeah. know, in those matchups. So and they've got the two COVID schools as the three and the four who may yeah. not even end up playing. Right. So right. Wait we talked team. about that before the show, man. I really hate to see a team. You know, I mean, I know everybody's playing by the same rules. And everybody's has the same chance or bad luck to be bumped out. But, man, I don't want to see a team get bumped out of the tournament because of COVID. And I don't want to see another team take a win because of because of a forfeit. So, yeah. I just, you know, I'm just praying for these kids and hopefully hopefully they all stay safe. Um, my easiest route, number one seed easiest route, I had to, I had to take um, – I had to take Illinois. Um, the only, you know, we've all we all agree the Big Ten's the toughest conference in the in basketball this year. There's only one other Big Ten school in their conference in their in their bracket. Okay. Yeah. There's two Pac-12 teams, which yep. none of us are high on <laughs> no. the Pac-12. Yeah. One ACC team that you know the ACC underperformed, and one SEC team that. I don't think was as strong a conference as what we've seen in the past. Yeah. So, and the two to is me, the awful Houston. <laughs> no yeah, kidding. Right. Yeah, the number two is, Yeah. So, I guess to me, looking at my looking down through the bracket, I, I see Illinois, and maybe I was a little biased because I got Illinois winning the whole darn thing, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, they're playing. They're playing so good right they now. They are playing really well. Yeah, Matt, who you think got the easiest route? I'm actually right there with you. I'm looking at Illinois, and they're playing Drexel and. Uh, Georgia Tech, Oklahoma State, then West Virginia or Houston. Like I, that's, yeah. I think I, they, I think they coast into the Final Four. Okay, yeah, yeah I right. couldn't agree more with both of you guys. I just think Colton, that, you're out on the island, then. Yeah, yeah. you're put out there yeah. right now. I, I just think with Illinois, I think, uh, I, I, don't get me wrong, they are a solid team. I mean, probably one of the deepest and most complete teams in the tournament. They yeah. play offense, they play defense, they got a bench, they got everything. you know, they got almost everything you need. The problem I see. You saw it somewhat in that Big Ten championship game when Kofi Coburn gets into foul trouble. You know what's what's that going to be? What yep. you know? Do they have somebody to replace him? Yeah. And let's be honest, it might be better to foul him too. Yeah, he's horrible oh, at free throw. Play hack a shack. Hack a shack. So yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just saying, if they get in a close game, yeah. what do they do with him? Do, I just don't they see, keep him in there. No, they I, not? I, I don't mean, see anybody don't in that bracket in the Midwest bracket that could even play with that school yeah. uh, outside of maybe Houston if they're tested and stuff. And then even maybe Georgia Tech, since they're on a high streak, but there's really no one. Or right. West Virginia. I actually feel like Illinois showed they could play without Coburn in that Big Ten championship. That uh, number 15, the other big guy came in. Yeah, I'm not, I he, think, he was a spark plug. He was. The Buckeyes he really were coming well. back, and he, he, he shut them down. Yeah. I, I think it's I, what Colton touched on. it. You know, How many players do you have to throw at Kofi Coburn because um, he can't shoot free throws? If you've yeah. got enough players you can throw at him and just keep hacking him and right. sending him to the line, um, I think that's your that's your best defense. Uh, yeah, the guy's an absolute man among boys. Illinois might have the deepest bench in all of college basketball. Man. They definitely have the sixth man of the year in Curbelo. Yep. Yeah, he's just as good. Well, he, I wouldn't say he's just as good as uh, Osumu, but he or Dasumu, but he's definitely up there, and he's a good person to have come in for him when he needs. And I think we all we're all surprised at how strong Osumu's come back. Oh you know, gosh. from that injury, right. I was worried. You the, know, the but, masked man. He's... Oh, the masked man's <laughs> lighting it up. So. All right, Matt, let's start with you. Who do you think what number one seed has the hardest route to the final four? Yeah, to me, I think it's got to be the, the Michigan Wolverines. That, I mean, you're looking at a, a second-round matchup against one of the hotter teams in the country in LSU, and then if they manage to get past them, then it's Florida State, a team who's been battling in the top of the country all yep. season long. 
Florida State's got some athletes. Yeah, yeah. they they always got long, long and lanky yeah, players. That long just, and athletic. Yeah. And then it's really not even just the teams they're going to be playing. It's the fact that they lost one of their best players to injury exactly. that's probably not going to play this whole tournament, and uh, and the liver's going out. And so even if he does play, I got a question. You know what, how good what, he's going to be? What, what percentage he's yeah, at? What level he's going to be at? Yeah. Colton, who? Or, well, let's go to you, Braden. Who do you think has the hardest number one? Yeah, I got to go with Matt here. Just Michigan, just going against LSU, who's on a hot streak right now. That game scares me as a Michigan fan. That LSU game scares me. Yeah, or Florida State. Again, like Matt said, Texas is in that bracket and Alabama, the SEC champion. I just – I don't know. I, I, don't. I think, you know, we talk we talk about Alabama a lot on the show and they put up big numbers. But I think they're going to they're gonna get tested when they go up against a team like Michigan that plays good defense. Yeah, I, you know, I, I just uh, – this Michigan, you know, I don't disagree with what you guys are saying, but, you know, we thought the same thing when they took that two-week hiatus that, oh, man, what is this Michigan team going to yeah, be like? Right. What are they going to do? And, and they, they came back to and me, they, they've been, you know, battle-tested, you know, playing in one of the toughest conferences, you know, the toughest conference. And then they took that two-week hiatus and they came back and still – lit the world on when fire. they had the hiatus there they still came back and had livers out there yeah. Yeah. I, I don't that's disagree a big factor. Yeah, that's yeah. a big factor but i think it's less about him and more about i mean they really do have a lot of really good teams yeah, in this yeah, part absolutely of the yeah colton who do you think number one is the hardest route even though you know I, i'm you know playing devil's advocate <laughs> yeah. i still think michigan has the hardest route to the final four i got them as my pick you know, I kind of touched on my Cinderella team with LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, that's their potential second-round matchup. And like I said, LSU took Alabama, the SEC champion, to the wire in the SEC championship. Mm-hmm. But then also in the bracket, you know, you do have Alabama, who did win the SEC tournament. You got number three, Texas, who won the Big 12 tournament. Then you got Florida State, who went to the ACC final. And, uh, you know, I just think that there's a lot of good teams in, the, uh, in there. Um, so... You know, at the same time, you know, like I said, like everybody else said, with with Livers not, you know, playing, not playing, if he does play, what's his health status percentage-wise? Mm-hmm. I just think that that's going to be a big factor for Michigan. So I think they have. Definitely. If, if they can make it to the Final Four, I'm telling you, they're winning this yeah, whole thing. They, 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 they deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to go against the grain. I'm going to leave myself out there on no man's island. Um, I'm going to take – I'm taking Baylor as the hardest okay. route. All right. And I'm going to tell you why. There's three schools from the Big Ten in there. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't we don't need to say that again, how <laughs> yeah. tough we think the Big Ten is. There's a, you know, the ACC champs are in there, two SEC teams. So I just think that, you know, overall the level of competition in that in that bracket, um, you know, not really having watched Baylor play that much this year. I wish I could have watched them more. But uh, just just the level of competition, I think, in that talent to me yeah. tells me that that Baylor's going to have the hardest route to go. Yeah, having to go through Ohio State alone, I think one of right. the again one right. of the deepest teams, in, teams yeah. in the country. I, I uh, think, what's the status? Anybody heard on the young, Kyle Young? What? How's he? Is he? Hasn't been announced yet, but I would think so. I mean, it's been I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even if he has to sit out the first or second round, I still think they can be a pretty deep team. But you know, I think for for Baylor, for me, I think you know. We're saying, you know, the Big Ten is is the big, you know, toughest conference this yeah. year. But, you know, the Big 12 is probably right there behind yeah, them. I so, would say so they're they're, you know, have been somewhat they're battle tested too. Um, you know, they uh, also kind of went through some COVID, you know, issues of, of other teams getting COVID. Yeah. So I think uh, you know, they, they got a very veteran team at the same time. So I think uh, you know, they they you know that plays plays a factor into it. All right. Well, so 
every year, if you're not picking a, a 12 to beat a five in your bracket, you're probably going to lose points. <laughs> every year it happens. A 12-5 or a, a 6-11 every year. Um, you know, so I, I was, I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick a 12-5 upset here. I'm going to let the other guys do the same thing. But the one I'm picking, um, I'm going to pick Oregon State over Tennessee. Okay. Um, I know Vegas has got Tennessee by seven and a half. Um, this is a team that I've not been impressed with all years. Uh, they they are so streaky. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can – you'll watch them one game, and, and they got some athletes on that team, and they'll play as a team. Other times you'll watch them play, and it looks like a pickup game at the playground. <laughs> uh, it's just it's, – it's really ugly. Um, and, the, and Oregon State, the Beavers, they play great perimeter defense, um, and I think that's a key for Tennessee to get started early. They're a, like I said, they're a streaky team. So if they don't get started early, uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's going to be their downfall. Um, the Beavers had the best defense in the Pac-12, um, they, and they're and they're a great free throw shooting team. So uh, Tennessee doesn't play a disciplined game; they foul a lot. You know, you send Oregon State to the line, I, I, and and they're five and they're five and five in quad one games. So I mean, they they've shown they can play with good teams. Uh, Tennessee. They're six and six in quad one games. I, you know, don't disagree that they've shown that they can, they can play with good teams as well. But to me, if they don't get started early, if, if Oregon can keep them off the scoreboard early, yeah. uh, the, the problem that Oregon State's going to have is rebounding the basketball against a th- very athletic Tennessee team. Tennessee may have chances, some second chance points, but uh, that's that's going to be my upset pick is is Oregon State over tw- at Tennessee. Yeah, for mine, I know what you guys are going to say, but I got Georgetown over Colorado. <laughs> I know Georgetown went into the uh, Big East tournament with a losing record, but they are heating up towards the end of the season exactly when you need to. And they got the Hall of Famer Patrick Ewing at the and, helm. And, and he has all the knowledge back there, and it showed when they went to the tournament or whatever. He, they were the underdogs, and yet they battled through every single one of those games and ended up emerging on 13-12. and 12. So they do have a winning record now. <laughs> But I just – I don't know. Colorado's playing – they're playing pretty good basketball, 22-8. and eight. They're a five seed, obviously. But they're also in the pack, or they're in the Pac-12, which is not that good of a conference. I'm not saying the Big East is either, but I don't know. I just – when I look at here, Georgetown's heating up at the right time. I don't know. They could be dangerous. That's all, all right. I'm going to say. All right. Yeah, I – you know, I had a couple I liked, and the one was actually the one Rob talked about, so I'll touch on my other one here. I like a Winthrop over Villanova. Winthrop's coming in at 23-1 and the season, and uh, they shoot the ball pretty well. Uh, and uh, Villanova's kind of limping into the tournament here. Yeah. They lost one of their best players to injury, yeah. and yeah. I, th- I think that could really uh, make a big difference in this game. Yeah. So I, I think uh, with Winthrop shooting and uh, the fact that uh, Villanova lost that great player, I think it's going to yeah, All right. Well, I'm going to make it a full round table because uh, I got the last 12-5 as my upset. I got the Gauchos okay. of UC Santa Barbara going over number five Creighton. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of history about this 12-5. Um, you know, number five seeds have won 64% of the time um, since the tournament expanded to 64 teams. Yeah. So they, you know, have the matchup in that one. But, uh, you know, there's only been five times in the history of this 64 team that the 12 seeds have not won at least one game. Yeah. So you got to pick at least you gotta, one. You got to pick one. one. You got to uh, one. My luck, I'll pick the wrong one. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, you got to pick at least one 12-5. Um, so 
But for me, yeah, it's UC Santa Barbara, the Gauchos over right. Creighton. Creighton's coming off that big loss in their uh, championship game. So right. honestly, yeah, I think uh, Creighton, right. Creighton has to you know shoot the ball really well, and uh, the Gauchos are are really good at defending the three point line. Obviously, they come from a very you know small conference, but uh, I think the Gauchos get it done over Creighton. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them right, right. there. Hey, before we get out of here tonight, you know we're and we're gonna look really foolish if uh, Big Ten makes a liar out of us, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, we're touting how strong we think the big Big Ten is. To you guys, for you guys, if a Big Ten team does not win this tournament, one, do we look like fools? <laughs> but, but two, is that a disappointment? Yeah, I think uh, yeah. Some historic on that is uh, you know Big Ten hasn't won a national championship since 2000. That Michigan State team in 2000. So it's a 20, 20 year drought for the Big Ten right now. Um, and uh, you know, there since that time there have been seven Big Ten teams that have made it. 0 for 7 in those national oh, championships. So, you know, this is the first time, you know, a kind of a, you know, beef up the, the Big Ten. You know, first time a conference has gotten four top two seeds. So, Crazy. you know, it's the first time that's yeah. ever happened. Two number ones, two number twos, and a number four. But there. In, in the seven previous times that, like, three of the, you know, teams from the same conference, only three out of the seven times has a champion been yeah. coming out of that conference. So, right. It's not, you know, it's not, it's, it's not, not a given, not a given, even with the top, you know, top seeds that we got to remember Baylor makes it to the final four that takes out half this field of the big 10 teams. Right. Exactly. Much. And for me, yeah. Like we've talked about earlier, I think my only potential candidate from the big 10 that I see as the most, but you know, biggest threat is, is Illinois. Like, yeah. you know, like we talked about, they're the most complete team. I think uh, they got you know a very good bench. They play offense. They play defense. They they do hot at the right yeah, time. Yeah, they, they they you know I, you know like I said, the only thing I'm worried about is just you know Kofi Coburn. You yeah. know if they come up against a team that likes to run up and down, you know what's he look like? He because so like get said, tired and start fouling. Right, and take right. Himself out exactly. of the game. So yeah. you know, I, but you know, I like if if the Big Ten's gonna win it, I do like Illinois to to take. Okay. Well, I'll say I'll say one last thing if they. If the Big Ten doesn't win, I'm going to look like the biggest fool of all, all of us here. I got three of them in the final four. Oh, so, yeah. wow. I didn't go that far, yeah, but not... but, I, but I do have Illinois taking it all in, my, in the two different brackets that I did, and I picked teams different ways that Illinois wound up rising to the top in both of my brackets. So we'll see how it goes. Um, we're going to wrap this thing up for this week, I think. Um, we're going to come at you again live next week, Wednesday night again at 7.15. Our, uh, the kid here, Braden's going to be – going to be on vacation next week doing a spring break thing yep. so we're going to have a special guest in the studio uh a guest picker this this next week and then uh i'll turn i'll let colton close out the show let the professor close out the show here but uh, i want to thank everybody for listening and you know you know sit in front of that tv take sick time if you have to <laughs> this, this is going to be great yeah, yeah no um and uh, kind of go along with that you know the fired up crew here we got our own bracket challenge going on espn so you want to get in on that you know search for our group name we're under fired up uh, underscore sports podcast so you know look us up join our group we got almost 40 people in in, in the group right now we're paying out top three uh, yeah we're paying out uh, first second and third uh, with first taking a 50 dollars amazon gift card second taking a uh, dick's gift card and third taking a uh, wendy's gift card so you know, we're we're giving away prizes for first, second, and third. So 
you got to get in on and the you action. You get to compete against us. We yeah. all got brackets. Yeah, we, we all were going to have brackets in there, so you get to stump the swamis yeah, here. Yeah. So, uh, See if you can beat the experts, which probably won't take much. Folks. Right, but uh, you know, even if you don't like basketball, don't know anything about basketball. Pick it by how well you like their mascots. Right, pick pick it based on colors. Pick it based on whatever you feel like. Get it's in free. And, it's free, free to, to enter. Free to enter. Yeah, action. And, and there's no password needed. It's a public group. So right, right. you just log in there underneath Fired Up Sports Podcast, and it you just – yeah. Start picking Start your picking teams. Your teams. It's and, easy. And you got uh, you got until Friday, the first game on Friday, to, to get your bro- get your bracket, you know, submitted. So you got a little bit of time still left to get get it going and do a little bit more research. But uh, you know, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you catch you next week. All right. Let's get fired up.